Welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show with Nancy Hopkins, Walt Silva, and Dolly Howard. This is a production of Cosmic Reality Radio. And welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show. It's August 24th, 2021. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Dolly Howard. So, um, Walt's got a new mic. Let us know what you think, please. (laughs) (laughs) Are you going to say hello? Oh, hello, everybody. Sound today is brought to you by Blue Yeti. Thanks to Nancy making us aware of... uh, if you if you're going to be heard, you better get decent equipment, dude. <laughs> and, well, what's the name of the guy that pointed it out to you and got us? Was irritating me because it's like, oh no, I can't do anything about it. It's his mic, you know. <laughs> I think and and oh, his name his... is his his name is Nicholas Nick, and he he's he listens to us. He's in um, French French. He's a French Canadian. And uh, he's up in Canada. He told me the name of the place, and I forgot about it. But he's on the Canadian part of on the French part of Canada. So he's a well, he's, he's a sound. He, yes, he, yes. So I I'm deeply grateful to you, Nicholas, because it's so much better. I think I don't know. I don't even have the chat up. Is the chat saying, "Oh yes, it's very good"? Or are they paying attention to us? <laughs> Okay, so um, anyway, Dolly, say hello to our here, Walt, hello. but no Nancy or Dolly or the guest. What? Hello, hello, hello. Well, okay, Dolly wasn't talking. I am. <laughs> no, I'm reading. I'm reading Mona's thing. She said, "Can hear Walt, but not Nancy or Dolly." Oh. <laughs> Well, we don't have any well, guests. Oh, okay. I didn't say All anything. Right. No, she was right. She was absolutely right. You weren't saying anything. But in this control thing, I have to put the mic live, even though you guys can hear me, the audience can't. And I didn't do uh-huh. it because I was I was late feeding the dog. So, Mona, thank you very much. Appreciate that. God, now she, what? Infinite only hears me now. Uh, here comes Nancy. Oh, now she hears. You don't hear Walt, Infinite? Well, Walt's not talking. Talk, Walt, so they can hear. I'm not talking. <laughs> so when I'm not talking, nobody's hearing me. Oh, listen to me not talk. <laughs> I'm not talking to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, everybody, we've been talking here. Hear all, all of you now. Okay, thank you, Mona. Oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, good, 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 good. Thank you, Mona. <laughs> Can hear everyone now. Okay, thank you. Thank you, guys. All right. So, anyway, <laughs> I just listened to the president give a speech thing. He did? Yeah. Which one? Uh, the Biden guy. Oh, I, uh. you, could, uh, you referred to that as the P word? Well, I was... It was, isn't. 
No. Okay. Um, All right. I'm going to mute and uh, calm down. He's still still blaming Trump for the problems in Afghanistan. And he he says all this good stuff, and I, I said to myself, oh, okay, so it doesn't sound as bad as I thought it was. Oh, this is good. And then the five came on, and it was like, is he a liar or what? <laughs> They're saying none of what he just said to us, you know, is really what we've heard. But then they had this woman on, this real good politician. I forget who, you know, political uh, commentary. And she was like, she was a little bit more sane about the whole thing, you know. She said, well, they could have done it, you know, taken the people out first and then left the troops. Um, but then there was this thing, and, you know, it, it was like she sort of, like, talked both sides and said, but apparently they, you know, took the wrong side on this issue and did it wrong. But, it, you know, on the ground they hoped that the uh, that the government of Afghanistan would last a year, maybe, not a week, not even a week. So I guess, you know, he'll, he'll find his, his way out of this trap. It sounded like to me, but anybody out there who's a veteran is just absolutely furious. So, but, um, Walt's got Yustava, uh, a message from Yustava. And are you ready to read that, Walt? And then we can discuss it. Yeah. Good. Thank yeah. you. It's uh, dated yesterday, uh, not yesterday, day before yesterday, Sunday the 22nd. Okay. And the title is Trump's Return slash Think Positive slash Changes Are Coming. <clears throat> August 22 is a special day. I do not worry if today will be an announcement that Trump is back or not. I know he will be. I mean officially back, so we get closer to the end of the movie. In quotes, the it says, Bidden won, or Biden won, because he did not win. Trump won. Biden was not really president. It was all show for the enemy to be distracted and others to wake up. Fox News has reported that Trump will be back August 22nd. George News has stated that when the time comes for Trump's return, Fox News will know. The Arizona audit results will be published on August 22nd. Donald Trump has been saying the past few days repeatedly that Joe Biden should resign. I see Donald Trump returning on August 22nd, which is today. Will we hear about it today? Will it be announced? Well, often these things are not officially announced, yet they still happen. In a nutshell, I have stated to a friend the other day that I see that Pompeo has an issue because he signed a contract with an oil company. There is bribery involved. The other day, news has surfaced stating that Pompeo had a contract with a Chinese company that is involved in the oil business. The issue is that he has not disclosed the contract. You can see why since there was a shady deal involved and he got compromised. Out there, people have noted a double. Pompeo disappeared. He's in protective custody or similar. I had stated that Joe Biden will be removed due to a scandal. The scandal is Hunter Biden, his son. A video has surfaced where he had sex with a prostitute and talks about his computer that was hacked. 
Why this is important is because Joe Biden was then blackmailed and therefore compromised. compromised. Saudi Arabia uses now Ripple slash XRP for banking. This is a big deal and will be happening worldwide. XRP has a huge potential. People are getting more and more fed up about coronavirus restrictions, mandatory vaccinations, and the overall tyranny. This was the goal, to have people demonstrate, speak up, and take a stand against the cabal who is trying to keep us down, oppress us, and trying to restrict our lives. The EBS as expected in on is expected in September or October, while September is a higher chance. The currency reset is expected right after. EBS stands for evaluation or something? I don't she doesn't say what the letters stand for. Unless I'm not uh, Okay. Uh, are you still hearing me? Hello? Yes. yes. Yeah, we hear you. Uh, okay, I wasn't sure because I wasn't getting any feedback. Okay, the currency reset is expected right after. The corona mandates will ease off and go away. They serve the purpose to wake people up. The rulers of the planet have not been concerned about your well-being. Vaccinations have been used for subversive agenda not to improve your health. More people realize this now. Remember, Joe Biden only had so much power as the White Hats have allowed him to have, which was not real power. It was used merely to demonstrate to the people how is it like under how is it like under Biden presidency? It's all about waking people up and prepare them for the next phase, which is which will be Nasara, a new financial system. This new system is so much more than just a financial system. It is linked with higher consciousness and technology attached to it. It's all about peace on earth, living in harmony with nature and higher frequency. The old times were all about greed and suffering. Now what is coming is bliss and the awakening. Nisara is on and the quantum financial system is running. It is up to us to stay mindful and not let fear mongering, uh, aka forced vaccinations or vaccination passports, etc., bring our frequencies down. The more we let these things, which will go away soon, affect us out of fear, the more the dark forces have a grip on us. If we are rather watching our emotions and stay centered, we become oblivious to these things and they cannot take a hold on us any longer. A way to do this is when you wake up in the morning, set a prayer and visualize positive things for your day. Before you go to bed at night, you say a prayer again and visualize positive things. The more positive we are and give the negative less energy, the less power will these negative things have over us. And that's Utsawa. So, Dolly, you think that the president... The the president is back in power or not? We're on you the mean 24th. the real president? You mean Trump? Yeah. Oh, he's been in power ever since. Ever since. He yeah. never lost power <clears throat> in my world. Yeah, but you're the same world that believed in real raw news. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> 
I absolutely don't know what's happening. I'm just kind of trying well, to get through the day. Russell came and told me that there was a soldier who said he wrote a letter, supposedly to Biden, saying he was resigning from service because he's not going to be forced to take a vaccination, uh, what they call a vaccination, and he doesn't believe in. And so he got a letter back, <coughs> papers back, signed by Donald J. Trump, president, <coughs> and the seal and everything. <coughs> So there's confirmation on how I feel. I got a drink. So if I understand what you said, a soldier sent a, a letter to the president thinking it was supposed to be Biden, but instead Donald Trump replied back? Yes. Wow. Sounds like confirmation to me. And I've heard this before. Um People have written thinking they were writing to the gang, the mobster gang, and um, it needed a response, and it was responded to by Donald J. Trump, President of the United States. Well, so this this wasn't the first time I had heard this kind of thing. It did not surprise me one little bit, but I have never believed that Trump was not president. I've always believed Trump is president, period. <clears throat> That's why every time I hear somebody like on the news say, well, the president said, and, I, and I'm thinking, Trump would never say anything like that or do anything. Well, it takes me... I'd say at least a minute to remember that they they are pretending that the Biden gang is in the presidency. He's not, never was. Pisses me off. Can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, and then we get the Nassara thing with her, too. I, just, I don't know. I don't know if I believe everything she says because a lot that she has said has not come true. And it should have by now because of her putting time limits on it. But uh, if people believe in them, that that's up to them. That's their decision. I'm just saying, I don't know. I had my doubts. But then I doubt everyone who... Uh, foresees the future because I believe we are currently making the future so I don't know when people say about oh in in 2025 the world is going to get a crown put on it and then well, 2026 comes and there's no crown on the world well so, that's the reason why the church always <laughs> gets all prophecy all um uh, prophetic statements secret so that they would come to pass like ah, when, when saints they don't give were, a date yeah they, they would and not only that but they would purposely not allow 
anyone to know because every time every time when like one of the a saint or a mystic or some kind of religious mystic would have a vision of uh like for example uh the second world war a lot of you know there were characters that had prophetic visions about it but the church deliberately kept it secret because if the people are let known that something horrible is going to happen, human consciousness is going to change it, and that horrible thing is not going to happen. So because they wanted the validation for themselves, uh, see, here we have, here the saint predicted on such a date that such a horrible thing happened, and it happened. See, we are real. We are the church. We have the power. We, we have God's ear at our service. See, and that's a, it's a ploy. Because as... Uh, once a, a negative prophecy gets announced, human consciousness, the collective consciousness, starts working on it and says, no, I don't want this destruction. I don't want all these deaths. I don't want all of the, this loss of life. So it doesn't come to pass. It gets changed. The timeline gets changed. So they kept it secret so that horrible things would happen. And it makes them look good. Oh, see, oh, look, see, see. It was predicted. We knew, we knew this was going to happen. We, we, we said it, yeah, but you let it be known after it, after it happened because you kept it, see, only, only a handful of people would know about this or that prophecy. They purposely kept it hidden. Like, for example, the, uh, I read that, um, for example, the Fatima prophecy it, it, there were three children involved. I believe it was one boy and and two two little girls, and they they were the ones who were witnesses to the Lady of Lourdes prophecy, and the last surviving of the three, she became an, a nun, and she she purposely she would not say what what was the prophecy, so she left it written written. It was only read after she died. They, it was finally it was finally let known what was it that she she kept refusing to reveal what the uh, the um, the prophecy was but by doing that she affirmed it that it did that, that it would actually happen because nobody is aware of it in order to change it see how that works I thought the priest told the kids that they couldn't say anything about it. Well, whichever whichever way it was, but the, the the point is that she never told anybody. Yeah. Only after she died, and and that's and that was it. That was a ploy. Because as soon as it that's what that's why dates when uh, these channelers and, and so give go go dates and you say, well, they, they're talking out of their ass because nothing happened. And well, of course, they they told everybody what could possibly happen. And human consciousness said, no, I don't want this. Oh, no, this has to change and whatever. And it doesn't come to pass. Many, I have read channel material that was predicting pretty nasty stuff, and I'd never seen it come to pass. But then again, somebody was conscious enough or awake enough or they did it out of habit or something, they published it on the Internet. So how many people are reading this? How many pieces of consciousness are getting involved into this? So it didn't happen. Well, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, it reminds me of the first book that I wrote. 
and it's called Battle Captain. It's about, well, i just gotten out of the military, and it's about a Third World War that erupts in Germany with between NATO forces and the Russians, or at that time the Soviet Union. And so I write this whole magnificent book. It's like, you know, huge book. It's a fiction. And so then I say to my guides, oh, okay, now, so, so how do we get this published? And the response was, oh, you're not going to publish it. And I said, why? And they said, well, we just wanted to stop that scenario. As soon as you wrote it in the book, it couldn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> now, that was back in uh, the early 80s. No, it was late 70s. So I'm confirming that I've heard that message myself from some pretty good spirits. There. And I... Yeah, I, I, I go ahead. That's why they were so. That's why they're so invested into secrecy, because secrecy is one of the, the tools. <laughs> well, you know, I've had people say to me that um, they, they 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 don't do anything in their lives that you know makes a difference. But you know, I get to be a radio host talking to people and maybe helping people out. And I said, I say to them every time, I say, you don't understand. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. If you weren't there seeing a reality of love and joy and compassion and empathy, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have the energy behind me to fight for that that outcome. But you're already manifesting it simply be, because you are. You are who you are. And you put out love energy. And I believe that that's why, you know... Thanks to God and all of these different people that are just really perfect images, or not maybe perfect, but really good images of of the the ability of God to be so loving and giving. Everything you need is is available to you. You just have people stealing it from you all the time. You know? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it, it it's all those people who listen to us and say, you know, I think these, these people are telling me the truth. When you begin to think the same way, when you begin to even question, you know, the narrative that's out there, you begin to make a change in the collective consciousness. And it again, it goes back to reality is what you think it is, and majority rules. But it's not necessarily the numbers, it's the amount of energy that you put into the outcome. So we're all in this together. And the secrecy is what's keeping us bound to being ignorant. You know, what's ignorant? It's a lack of knowledge. They keep this knowledge from us. All they'd have to do is say, oh, we got a meteorite so big we can't turn it, we can't do anything, it's going to crash into the planet. Everybody in, the, in the, the planet would say, well, no, we can't have this happen. And it would have this magical turn in its trajectory. So it's like if we could just get these crackpots out of the way and really analyze reality as it is which is it's reality is what you think it is and then think as we're doing as we're doing as we've been doing um thinking i think a new reality where we are not ignorant anymore we know our own authentic selves to begin with and we know that together we can do anything we're not limited what's limiting to us is our imagination and boy, they don't like us to think, do they? They go out of their <laughs> way keeping that from happening. So, well, it, all those—if you want to 
if you have a question as to what uh, social mechanism or or social structure is in is put in place by the cabal just look where all the limitations are wherever knowledge is limited uh, that's it wherever there's that kind of limitation oh no you're not supposed to like that for example like the, that wonder woman movie oh no no don't manifest because you're not qualified to manifest i mean if that's not is if that's not a cabal billboard the size of a uh, size of a football field i don't know what is you know nobody has a right to tell you what you can or cannot do because everyone has free will and you're not going to you, uh, that that business of oh no you shouldn't be manifesting because you're uh, you're going to hurt someone no you're not because if their if their consciousness their will does not take you into account in their reality there's nothing you can do you're powerless that's why the the cabal is constantly needing our co collaboration and cooperation and buying their 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 product line because otherwise without our consent they can do nothing look look at this thing now uh, i i keep seeing more and more posts about all the lack of informed consent behind the, this whole vaccination scam is that people are agreeing to something to which they know nothing about like for example in on facebook somebody posted a a 15-minute news clip of a, of a German doctor who has been doing blood tests on her patients that have taken the vaccine, and there's all these structures in the blood that have nothing to do with blood, then I don't know how it seems that I, either under certain circumstances or under secrecy or something, they were able to get a vial of the so-called vaccine from one of the laboratories. And they and they scanned the, and the content. It, it looks like anything but organic. It looks more mechanical than organic. So people are are accepting this so-called vaccination in, in quotes. They don't know what it is. So again, we're going back to the business of you know secrecy, because that's the only way they can get their crap done. Once everyone becomes informed, that's it. It's game over. You know you can't do this. Everybody knows that this is poison. Everybody knows this is bad. Everybody knows that this is my destruction, your success. So once it, everybody knows that it, that's it, game over. It doesn't matter how much money that you've got or how powerful you think your family is. So that's the, the thing in that information, to be informed. Dolly, what are you well, thinking? Yeah, I, I'm thinking. Uh, not everybody probably has heard, but Russell was uh, driving a car for uh, Pizza Hut because he wanted to get to know the area and uh, learn different things about the area and and know it. So he was driving as a pizza delivery guy. Well. And he was bringing home good money, just part-time driving like that. But anyway, they told him a couple days ago, I think it was Sunday, you have to get the vax and wear a mask in order to work here anymore. <clears throat> Russell tried to explain to them, and he had uh, physical proof, typed out stuff, 
but this uh, not well-educated person who is the manager uh, kept asking the questions they all asked, and Russell had the answers to the questions, and still she wouldn't listen. And he said, well, goodbye. So he walked out. He quit. He wasn't going to take a vaccine. The kid is my kid. I'll tell you, I'm proud of him for doing that. And uh, I said, they've got this pregnant lady who's due like in a month and a half. <clears throat> and the manager says, well, because Russell said something to her about that girl. And she's just a young girl. I think she's still in her teens, and she's not too well educated either. So she fo- she's a follower. She definitely is she. So they expect her to take a, one of those jabs and wear a mask now before the child is born. Oh, I'm so upset. Okay, I got to get off that one. He heard from his friend in uh, Tennessee, James, today. <clears throat> James was saying at where he works, they're saying that they 30, uh, 30% don't have to have the vax, but the, the other percentage does have to have it. So in each department. And so the, uh, he works in a department with 10. And seven of them have already had the vax. So, seven or eight. They're wondering, are they going to make the other ones take it? Because James didn't take it. And he talked to his wife about it, too. And they agreed that they, they're they going to contact an attorney. If, if he's told he has to have the jab, and wear a mask, or even one or the other, he's going to, they are going to contact an attorney, and he won't work there anymore until that point is settled. So I'm hearing more and more, these are just these two examples I'm giving. I'm hearing more and more people say, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not doing it. You can take this job and shove it. And I'm so proud of that view that people have taken and are doing. They aren't just saying it. They have, they're actually doing it. Yeah, I I saw a post on Facebook that uh, somebody put regarding this issue of people that are being compelled to get vaccinated for because of work. They said anybody who's getting, uh, uh, being threatened or forced for this, all they have to do is cite the 14th Amendment that's there in place for, to protect you against this because I don't know the particulars of the 14th Amendment, but it seems that there is text in there that somehow it says you cannot be forced to do something that's un, untested because, for example, here they want you to get this job, and this job isn't even approved by any authority. It's like, uh, I don't know, it's it's like buying drug, drugs off the street and you don't know how the drug was made, who made it, if it's if it if it has no contaminants. You're being forced to take something that's untested and untried. 
in you know what kind of insanity do you have to be to how insane do you have to be to to think this is normal or acceptable there is no law saying that you can be forced to do this there is no law they can't enforce this legally they can't do it yeah so it, they're relying on people's fear. Oh, I, I'm afraid yeah. because I need to make money for my family. I'm afraid because I have children. I'm afraid because I have to pay the rent or the mortgage or whatever it is. Therefore, that reminds me. The next thing was you can't file for unemployment because you're refusing to take the vaccine. The unemployment won't pay out. Wow. Yeah. So they're trying even more fear porn on this stuff. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, the main problem here is that they have completely abandoned the Constitution. I mean, that that's the bottom line. Yep. They they don't care about this. You know, it's it goes back to that HUD director who said, "I don't care if it's illegal." They have they 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 they. they they're just ridiculously anti-constitution because the constitution was designed to keep them from doing what they're doing so they're just stepping on it you know i mean there was a uh, uh, one of the storms maybe katrina i think it might have been katrina where their fox um oh you know that foxnews.com or whatever it is um did a, a whole thing on the police confiscating the citizens of Louisiana, I believe, their their weapons. Now, they had no right to do it, but it didn't matter. And so the storm's coming, and they took their, their guns away from them. So, I mean, this has been going on for a while. And people just... It's great you got laws, but you, you know you got the Constitution. But if you're not willing to uphold it, you know what, what's the point? So, I I'm you know somebody was talking about uh, Australia and New Zealand, and New Zealand and Australia are really. Oh, awful. I mean, we think we got it bad. They've got it really, really bad. The In New Zealand, the female governor that I probably shouldn't point her out is a female. The idiot governor that they've got is mandatorily keeping people not only in their homes, but don't, she's saying this, don't talk to your neighbors. And you know why? Because they had one case, one case, case of COVID. Not that the person was in the hospital, not that they died, one case of COVID. And they've locked down the entire country. In Australia, I don't even want to tell you about the stories in Australia, because some of them are just awful. Hey, wasn't Australia a penal colony? Yes, and apparently they never got over it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But um, I was watching the uh, the clips of people protesting this lockdown and getting the beat beaten up by the police. And this one guy kept saying, what have I done? What crime have I broken up as they started beating on him? So it's, um, 
we're not the only country facing a Nazi takeover. Well, let's say a fascist takeover. And, you know, let, let, let's look at that for a second. When you, We're a democratic society. We believe in the rights of the individual. In a socialistic or slash communistic nation, you have the concept that everybody is for everybody else, for the good of all. Okay? Now, you can accept one or the other, you know, oh, okay. But when you're talking fascism, you're talking about the good of the state. And who's the state? Well, the state's the people that got control over it. And one of the things that, that I, I'm seeing is that the hypocrisy of these people. So uh, Pelosi gets up in front of the Congress and said, everybody's got to wear their masks in the halls of Congress. And then she's pictured at Napa Valley, some kind of a get-together with some important Democrats, and she's no, nobody's got a mask on except the people that are serving them. Now, if that isn't an indication of, and they weren't socially distanced, she was out up at the top of the table spouting off some speech of hers, spitting all over everybody. But the people that had the masks on were the ones that were the servants, the subservient. And so what I see happening is that they are working diligently to put a, a chickism into the population. And, you know, they started off with black against white. We're all white, racist. We all... We owe this debt to somebody because somebody did something in the past. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, sure, right. And then you've got a situation where right now they're trying to make it vaxxed versus unvaxxed. You know, why? Because the white narrative wasn't working. <laughs> and they want desperately to everybody have the, have the vaccine so they've got control over everybody. Um it's just it's just very pathetic and hopefully enough people are waking up to this thing i don't know i just don't know because we we as trump supporters we don't talk to the opposition because they still melt down so you can't even talk to somebody and say so what do you think about biden oh he's better than trump you know okay you know oh lord so um, I don't know what the numbers are, but I do know that the energy behind our movement is much greater than the the sheep because the sheep don't have any emotions. You know, they got fear. Oh boy, they can be brought into a state of fear, but they don't have the emotions of courage, of believing in something that is bigger than yourself which is, in my life, the Constitution of the United States. Because it was inspired, in my opinion, by God. The concept of alien rights, inalienable rights, that you were given God-given rights because you were born. That was, um, you know, now we talk about it, but do you ever think about it? You know, nobody ever said that before. I don't know, maybe some of the big Christian, I mean, uh, the big spiritual people. But the concept that because you are a child of God, of the universe, 
you have these rights. That is what kept America on the road to the amazing technological and industrial and just just the the imagination that's gone into but did you notice but they also but they came up with a way to uh they put a what do you call it like an obstacle or a or a hindrance to those rights because they set up the birth certificate that gets registered when you're born and the straw man gets created so that was one way to get around that that's why they're able to take children away from their parents because they generate this this note when you're born so you become chattel you become property of the state you don't you don't be you're not a free entity anymore because you've been registered your property of the crown. Well, don't tell. So they, don't they, don't they, say. Don't say that out loud. You upset the black people. They thought they were free. They don't realize that they're still slaves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and don't tell the white people That's, you've been slaves since uh, 1940 I, to This this Canadian lady who writes a lot of documents about this whole thing. She says that's why if if you have a baby, don't. Uh, you record the birth, get get the baby's birth recorded, but don't register it because as soon as you do that, that baby is property of the crown. That's how they that it starts even before you have the the awareness to defend yourself. You're a baby. What well, do you, what do you know? Okay. So where do you register it without uh, giving it away? Well, the first thing to do is don't get a birth certificate in the hospital because that's the first thing they do. They issue the birth certificate in the hospital, and if you look down, it it says um, uh, what is the, the term? It's a treasury note. But if it if your birth is a treasury note, you're in trouble. You're not a person anymore. You're a thing. You're your property, like a piece of uh, a cow or a sheep. You belong to the former. You see, what 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 a question is is how do you get that? It's called the register of live birth, I believe. And I always found it interesting that that's the only thing that Obama had to prove he was a citizen of the United States. He never, they never did find a, a signed birth certificate for him. It was a register, mm. if I remember correctly. I, at the time, I, this is what I was understanding. So when you when you I don't know what what you would do, Dolly, because I'm I'm almost thinking that they probably won't let you take the baby out of the hospital if you haven't signed the birth certificate thing. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what how how stringent or what the laws are, and they're probably federal laws. Now you know why so many women are having births not in uh, in the hospitals. You know they're they're choosing. You know they're having these uh, water oh, births. Birth. Home birth, uh, home yeah. birth and stuff like that because uh, you're born on you, you know you you have a, a birth in some controlled environment you're in, you're in trouble. Yeah, it's um, okay, but but, but w w what's this all about? Well, back in '39, uh, I think it was, they had a situation where supposedly. The United States was bankrupt and owed so much money everywhere that there was more money. There wasn't enough money in the world 
to be able to pay it back. So there was this um, uh, plan, okay, let's just call it a plan. And they have everybody now count how many citizens you have and figure out how much money in taxes on an average basis does this person put into the coffers of the government. And that's when they started doing the birth certificates so that you were required to register your child as chattel to the government. And based on the number of people, then the United States government and all other governments now can go to the World Bank and say, look, it, we got all these people. They're going to give us all this money and we would like you to uh, you know, loan us part of that money. And, it, and legally, it gets into a weird thing in that if they register you, let me see if I can get this straight. If they register you as, you know, belonging to the United States, that child has a certain number, a certain dollar worth. And there is a process, although I don't know if they've closed it down, loophole closes and stuff, but some people have been able to sue the government to give them that money. What they were worth when they were born. I want that money to me. You gave it to me. You said, the Crown said that you're worth this much money. I want you to give it to me now. I'm not going to die. And you, you guys still control it. I want you to give it to me now. And people have gotten that money. So I don't know. Like I say, I only have heard of it and you know, from sources that seem to know, because I did study all this stuff about the birth certificate. I didn't believe yeah, it. Yeah, it has to do with the UCC laws. Yes, which are commercial laws. Yes, and and the one guy that I know was doing this was a, was a swindler because people were paying $3,000 to get that process done to finally get your, your straw man the money that your straw man represents will be released to you and they're giving and time is passing and passing and passing and it was when I started looking at the at the people complaining it was an, an in, unending list of people complaining against this person because he was getting three thousand dollars from everybody who you know gets once this process is done and he was doing nothing in exchange so it's actually unfortunately unfortunate that it opens the door to to um, these these characters when people are desperate enough and they want to be free and, and you have the, these characters preying on them. That's really sad. And you've got to be aware of this stuff. You know that's why I'm never I'm never sure of exactly what's happening, but. You know, one friend of mine said, I'd rather be, what did he say, uninformed than misinformed. I want to know what the stories are. You know, it's like, it's not just what the main story is or maybe the truth, because we are in such a fluid environment that the oddest thought could take off. It's like, I'm still waiting for the tea party to come back. Because it was a that tea party thing, and I was not I didn't follow it at the time it was the it was just somehow or another I ended up on a YouTube I was looking for something else I end up on this YouTube and there's this woman that is crying 
and she's on this stage. I've told this story. She's on a little stage in front of a uh, like a motorhome thing, and talking in a ballpark or something, a lot of space, talking to this crowd of Tea Party people, and she's talking about the corporation of the United States and everything that we've just been talking about. And I thought, oh, this is ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous, because. What had happened was that when FDR and the Congress and everything got themselves into such a problem, and they made the, the, the deal that the population would be put up as collateral for money being loaned by the World Bank. And so when you get the birth certificate, it goes to your state, and it's registered. And then it goes into the Treasury Department, and it's registered there. Then they go to the World Court, and they say, oh... Walt Silva just got born. We He's worth this much money. Give us a loan against Walt, Walt Silva. That's how this crazy-ass thing is, has been happening. So, and how do, how do we know that this is this concept that in 1871, the, the, uh, there was a bill passed by the Congress of the United States essentially giving the District of Columbia to the international ba bankers in order to get bailed out from uh, all of the amazing destruction from s the Civil War and to build back. And that because now the District of Columbia, which is supposed to be the property upon which the United States government sits, over time was infiltrated by a third tier. In other words, you've got the people that are appointed by, you know, the government. Then you've got the people underneath there, you know, like the president comes in and makes the uh, director of the uh, military. What do they call him? The military director, whatever. And and that guy is, is appointed for a limited amount of time. Then you got the ones underneath there that are professionals doing their job, but they have a lot of momentum, um, movement between being in the government and then being in a corporation and, and go back and forth. But it's that third tier, the tier that c controls the information that the others base their decisions on. That's where the power is. That's where they took us over. So these poor Congress people, they go in there and they think they know, th they're, they're good people, they think they're going to make a difference, but the information that they get is, is tainted, is bogged, is secrets are taken out that would make you make a different decision. They're controlling the flow of information. And that's where we talk, when we talk about the corporation of the United States, it's those people, and partially in the second tier. And very often, you've got the third tier. But the key is, is that good people in the second or first tier, they don't have much to fight with, because they really are surrounded by the enemy. So we have to look at the government not as a beneficial thing to us. It is the enemy. And that's not to say that every person is in there. But we have a systemic, a systemic situation occurring that is based on the Peter concept. You go and you get promoted until you can't do the job. And that's where you stop. But you can't do the job. Because you're, you're, you're over your, your threshold of understanding and abilities. And so the whole system is designed to fail. And 
we just have to realize that, you know, it was, there was a, a committee in the Senate in the 90s, 96, I think, and their job was to look at the concept of an emergency decree. Now, the first decree that I remember being issued was actually um, Woodrow Wilson, and it was over World War One. And so he called a, a state of emergency, and it was very, very focused on trade because there was a lot of trade still going on with the enemy in that U.S. corporations, they don't care that there's a war. They're still dealing with the Germans. So that was the, it was, it was specific. It was, you know, a limited concept that they were enacting this in, but he did it. And then you have FDR does it, and that's when they changed the gold standard and all that, took the gold away from Americans. Then you have, um, there was a couple of other ones that were enacted, and these these are emergency decrees. Well, what the Senate found out, and why they get why they got concerned, was that Nixon started making emergency decrees about all sorts of things, and they had to look at this and say, you know, because it was it was a Republicans were, were it was they were sane people in the in the in the House and Senate at the time. Let me put it to you that way, and so they started looking at the emergency decrees that Nixon was putting out. And so you got the ability to be able to legally declare an emergency, but nobody told anybody how to get out of it. How do we get out of it? And they decided that, oh, it took them months and months and months. They tried to find out which laws were put out illegally by the Constitution, but legally within this concept of an emergency decree. And there were, like, many tens of thousands of laws that had gone out in this amount of time. So are all those laws, should they all be repealed because or ended because it was done under emergency decree? To this day, we're still under emergency decree. So for a very long time, they have been pissing on the Constitution of the United States, the ones that the founders set up. And... Where does it lead us? It leads us to right here. And the question that you you know you know these people are doing things they don't they don't care that they're illegal. So even if you say to them, well you know I want to be declared uh, null and void. I didn't make the contract for this straw man situation. You know, they they just make a situational law. You know, well, you got you can't do that unless you do this, this, and this, and you can't do all this because of you know. And they make it so difficult for anybody to do anything that you have to hire a lawyer. And of course, they're making us poorer as fast as they can, so we can't hire lawyers. <laughs> it's just, oh my God, we are in a pickle. But there's a, there's, there's those people, the good people that are in the the second tier. Those are the ones that I believe are behind us this fight back and are they organized I think they're organized alright let me put it to this but I think there, there are groups that are organized are they completely coordinating their efforts I'm not sure about that that's why I think you might be seeing this seemingly go 
Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Because they find something else out that they didn't know. I, I just feel that everybody thought and wanted to have it happen a little faster than it is. But it's a complicated story. What I do do, I agree with Dolly, is that, that the people are definitely starting to... I don't, you know, I think that some of them, I don't care what you do to them, they're not going to wake up. They're just not going to do it. But the vast majority of people out there, you know, if you get somebody that's got a controlled mind, a sleeper, <laughs> you know, if you give them a better alternative, like Nasara, you know, well, look, Nasara's going to take away all your debts. You know, it's going to go back to zero. Everybody's going to start out fresh. Well, they would say, you mean all my debts are going to go away? Yeah, yeah, all your debts are going to go away. You're going to start out fresh. It's a new, brand new uh, paradigm. Oh, well, that sounds okay. Because as easily as they can be manipulated by fear, they can be manipulated by dangling carrots. And the carrots here are, hey, it's, a, it's it, your alternative sucks, <laughs> you know. Come on over to our side. So I'm done babbling. <laughs> Either of you? Am I still on the air? That was a good. That was a good. That was a good, very good history lesson. It needed to be done because it needed to be uh, brought back. People needed to be reminded of the, of it. Why things are the way they are. And I guess that it illustrates very well how we ended up in this situation where the the Constitution is just is as important as wallpaper. It doesn't matter. It's just a piece of paper with writing on it. Well, no, no, it isn't, because there are a group of people that believe in it, and that's that's where the power really lies. I mean, this isn't this is not a a, a colony or. A, a concept or a village that was started 10 years ago. I know that this is a very young country when you're, uh, when there are countries that are thousands of years old and this is 200 and something, but it was deliberately started. And in fact, what well, that's one of the things that, that I, or you always used to say to people um, regarding how things got started here compared to how things got started in Argentina. Because they were not aware of, of what, like I said, in the United States, okay, you had people that were, whether it's true or not, that doesn't matter. What matters is how the story comes to us now in this present. Okay, people came to this country because they wanted freedom from the, all, the, 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 all the crowns, all the royal families. They wanted to be their own people. They didn't want to be having to answer to some some king or some other you know royal you spoke about it in the last show so there was a, a, a deliberate idea to we we have this little this wide open land and we can set up a country and not have to answer to any king so the, there was this desire this intention this plan to be independent I said that's not the case with Argentina. Everybody's getting going along, you know. Everybody is a good little sheep, worshiping the royalty, 
and uh, obeying, you know, everybody's dream is not to be free or independent or no, everybody's uh, I, um, ideal dream is to have their daughter marry into a wealthy family or your son marry into a wealthy family. Everybody's uh, dream is to be part of the royalty, part of the nobility. That's where the dream is. Nobody, nobody dreamt of being free or independent. No, that's nothing. That's, you know, the U.S. is an exception, historically speaking. I don't see, I don't, I have not seen any other country do anything like it. So, here, lo and behold, you know, everything is business as usual. Everybody's happy obeying the rules and everything. And all of a sudden, a messenger steps off the ship at the port of Buenos Aires with a, you know, the diplomatic pouch and terrible news, the king, I think it was, at the time it was King Philip, he had, he is uh, now prisoner of Napoleon. Napoleon has embedded Spain and the prince is, and the, the king is his prisoner. What do we do? You know, he's our king. He's our, our, um, uh, we, you know the the ruler. I mean, he's he, we we follow his commands. What do we do? Well, we have. It's it's so funny that I think I mentioned it. Where my father, in his uh, thirst for knowing things, collected books that at one time were supposed to be uh, school books, history books, and as the years passed, they became more and more forbidden. So, for example, he had a history book that was allowed in schools back in the 40s where in one page it had a transcript like a photocopy of the declaration of of the of that day that the 25th of may when the uh, authorities in buenos aires got together because they got news oh the king is prisoner of napoleon what are we going to do about it it says right so, you know it <laughs> If you go to a, a school, a, a primary school, grammar school in Argentina, they teach you incorrectly that the 25th of, of, of May is when the Argentine people screamed for freedom. It was the, the, the screamed for, for freedom that could be heard all over the Americas. You know, the Argentine people... We're screaming for freedom. You know, that's, that's the ticket that they sell us, you know, the big, huge lie. If you read the paper, it says that in black and white. It's, we, the, count, the Council of 13, among those 13, are, of course, all the nobles, all the wealthy people, and all the military. There are no serfs there. There are no sheep. There are no employees of that. Okay, so... In that declaration of the 25th of May, it says in black and white, we gather together to set a, a temporary, a, a provisional government until such time as our, as our, uh, what is it, the, um, the word, the, uh, the until, until the monarch is released from captivity. There was never any intention for freedom. There was never any call for freedom. There was nothing like that happened. Nothing. The uh, the uh, the deal was, okay, we are 
going to get together. We're going to manage these colonies until such time as our the big honcho gets released, gets gets sent home from jail on good on good behavior, and we can go back to being happy and wealthy all the time. What happened that in that time that they had this provisional government in place, because obviously the king was prisoner of of, of uh, Napoleon, the those that were the merchants, they they saw the money. They saw, oh, this is great. You mean we don't have to send uh, we don't have to send the king his part because he's a uh, oh he's oh he's been captured. Oh wow this this. So what they liked the idea of independence because independence more money in your pocket. That's what what well, that was the the scream the call for freedom of the Americas. We want to be free from having to pay the king every month or however often the king got paid in back in those days because I, I don't know how long it took those ships to travel back and forth. That was That's the true story. And that's why uh, here in the United States, you, oh, I'm sorry, we're past the hour. Okay, well, we'll continue it on the second time, in the okay, second hour. Okay, okay, you want to continue where you were? Because I will say oh, that... No. I, I, I will say this, that the American Revolution was similar in that they were trying to, it's, it wasn't, you know, okay, we hear that it was taxes. It was a little bit more complicated than that. Yes, they were paying taxes, and it was no more taxes on this tea stuff. But where it really got interesting was that the taxes became a critical issue when they tried to stop the colonies from printing their own money because the Bank of England wanted to be the only place that you could get the money so they made a decree that said that you couldn't print your own money in the colonies so now you have to get the bankers money which means you basically have to you know take a loan out or something to get their money but there wasn't enough money so the whole economy was coming apart because they didn't have a financial basis upon which to work. And so if you really look at the you know the different things that were happening, it was very similar in that yeah, you're taxing us to death. Oh, we don't have to be taxed. Well, let's just have a revolution here. But it was also um the control of the international bankers that they wanted to be able to be the only money in the world. Sound familiar? <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, I was really enjoying the conversation about, you know, Argentina because it, it, well, it's it's just I love history. And it's history yeah. that we don't normally hear because it's the true history, not the not the phony stuff and the fact that you were alluding to the to the <laughs> fact that the, the May 25th celebration is yeah. based on something it, that is it, absolutely phony. It's a lie. Yeah, it well, is. It's funny. So, so my, my conclusion here is that, oh, wow, the Argentina people got woke up <laughs> years ago. They're woke because they believe a lie. You know, I mean, what they're yep. try, trying to do to us right now is to take away our history, to take away the truth of who we are. And, you know... It, it, it's pathetic what they're attempting to do and it just, like I say, I believe it's a spiritual battle. 
Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, that's that uh, isn't that also since you're a history buff. That's also um, I don't know if it ex if the equal saying exists in English language in the Spanish language. It said um, I remember hearing it in school, and I remember my father mentioning also. They have a saying is that uh, history is is written by the the winner, whoever wins a battle, he's the one who writes the history, not the one that gets served his ass on a, on a silver platter. So the the history is is always biased. All the history books are always biased because it's always written by the guys who won. Excuse me. True. That's very true. Um, God bless you. God bless you. <laughs> yes, God bless you. <laughs> you got yeah. that one good. You got that one yeah. good. Um, yes, there's there's yet another thing that's kind of involved in this. In um, no, how I had a, I had a real good segue from this conversation <laughs> into. Uh, talking about the Eagles because what we've got right now is we've got a population that is so essentially mind controlled, mind dead from all of the programming, the cell phones everything, that um, they're not really thinking, they can't make a decision about free will because it's like the, it's like the vaccines in order to be legally within the, the the parameters of what's legal these people should be telling the people they want to shoot up you know well this is what's in it this is the dangers of it you know do you give your consent none of that is happening so they're just going along you know nobody you know is, is even attempting it but those people of our uh, elk are saying i ain't gonna take that you know what is in it you know oh, and just keep it away from me i don't want that thing and they don't care about what reasons we may have they just want to stop it they want us to stop so they are taking away our free will those other people out there you know and, and and it ranges well it depends on what kind of a profession you're in if you're a doctor or a nurse or somebody that works in the pharmaceutical company well it's in some cases it's it's all above 50 percent of them won't take it won't take it. Now, these are the people that have been telling, you know, the, the category of people that have been telling us to take it. So why are these people who are supposedly in the know, why aren't they getting understood by the, the people out there? Why are all these people not getting it? Why is the people in the FDA not getting it? You know, maybe you want to pay attention to who's not getting it instead of who is getting it. And, um, you know, it's again, it's it's all out there, but people aren't being educated about it. And I guess that's why we we tell the stories that we tell, so that people will, you know, at least begin to question things. When it comes down to that free will, how do you have free will if, every you know, the other side is trying to take it away from you? And change your history, change the, change the information that, you know, your society is based on. It's, uh, I think they're in a lot of trouble with God. <laughs> you know? It's like, I just, 
God, God, the source energy. You know, I, I don't think that that God would be very happy with the decisions that they make, and I'm not sure how we turn that around. Because they didn't turn it around in in uh, Argentina, right? It's basically the same greed. No, Argentina is a it's uh, what do you call it? It's a fascist country. Yeah. I mean the uh, the the, uh, the Nazis made it their home, and it hasn't changed since. You know all the that's all the all the um, according to Elena Dannen, that uh, French lady who spoke about the, uh, she's the one who talks to Thor, the that uh, alien uh, character, and uh, she's the one who spoke with Michael Sala about the the people that are li- leaving uh, the South Pole. Uh, excuse me a sec. Is he talking about the Nazis? She's... <clears throat> She's she's the one who spoke about the uh, you know the uh, the the what do you call it? Uh, she and Michael Sala were the ones talking about the uh, Nazis li- leaving the bases in uh, the South Pole, and she she's the one who explained that only the the serfs, you know the 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 little people among the Nazis, they were the ones that were being evacuated via boat and via airplane, and they were going to Argentina. The high-end characters, they were le- uh, leaving the so- the South Pole through a portal, gateways, I guess. And the, and the problem that they were having is, supposedly, supposedly, they were going to go to uh, one of the major bases, they, it seems that these people have a, a major outpost in the Aldebaran system. They, they, they've been there since the Second World War, uh, but they're not very loving to their own kind because their attitude to these people in the South Pole was, oh, okay, it's your problem, but don't come here. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the attitude that they got. So here you think that Nazis love Nazis. I guess they don't. You know, Nazis Nazis love Nazis as long as you you pull your own weight. But uh, if you're in trouble, we're not going to help you. It's your it's your problem. So uh, those who were leaving then found that they had to go. They had to find a temporary base here in the solar system in one of the other planets and on the other moons. But even then. If they go there, it's for a limited time because the entire solar system is being evacuated. Because even the, the Mars has uh, reptilians, but are native to Mars. They're not here on Mars because they came here from another system. It's it's theirs. It's they're they're native to that place, and they themselves are suf- suf- have suffered at the hands of the. Uh, of the reptilians from the, she she keeps calling them the Ankara An, Ankara Sakara something like that those reptilians came here and the the reptilians here on on the solar system don't like them so they they want those guys gone as well 
So that was a big thing going on. I'm sorry, I was reading chat. <laughs> and I, oh. I, I was listening to you too, but uh, Annika says that for your information, the Ark of the Covenant contained all of our soul codes, so we were captured and had to reincarnate on Earth. All the souls have now been released from this cycle and can now go back to source to a true life review. This was done by the Covenant of Nefertiti. Thank you. And the Tabernacle she's, of Souls. She's, um, she's significant. You know why? Because Nefertiti was the consort of Akhenaten. And the mother and the of two... To, to King Tut, <laughs> right? When, uh, King Tut was no King Tut was brother to Akhenaten. He he was not son, he was no. not a son, one of a son. Is that right? I don't remember. It yeah, yeah. Way. He's bro, his brother, not not not. He's no no. He's not a child of of, of Akhenaten. What happened was, if you pay attention to the names. Tutankhamun is Tut Ankh is three words Tut Ankh Amon, and the other one is the other one is Akhenaton because he well, he wanted to move the, the people of Egypt at the time that he came on to on power uh, were uh, more, they were worshiping the darkness they, they were they were not actually you know they were service to self so they he wanted to move the people in the direction of the light and he wanted people more to be uh uh seeing uh the the sun as a god you know f following the light so that's aton aton is is the sun the the, the light and if you look at a, uh, I saw I saw the video with Drumbala um, Malchisedek. When you're looking at statues of Akhenaten, and you see, like for example, your head, for example, his head goes up to Akhenaten's belly button. He says that that's not a, an artistic rendering. That's not uh, the artist wanting to make the pharaoh look big. No, that is the actual size. These were huge people. Akhenaten was huge. It, that was that was the natural size of him, and unfortunately, the, he was betrayed by the uh, the the order of Amon, the worshippers of the moon, the priesthood. They were the cabal in those days, and they are the ones who betrayed and poisoned uh, Akhenaten. And that and that's and they put and they put Tutankhamun in place. See the change in the name; it went from Aton to Amon, Tut Ankh Amon. So because he was agreeable with the priesthood, so and even then he was a child. Uh, uh, what do you what do you call it? He was a a monarch who he was a a monarch for a short while. He was not he was not a very an, an old king when he died. Uh, even you know, even though he they were agreeable and he, he was put into power and all of that, he, he was known as a child pharaoh. But the thing is that uh, that's why ne it's Nefertiti is significant because she's at the time she's the consort of Akhenaten, and that's when they were 
fighting to get uh, Egypt from under the the rule of the darkness, of the the rule of Amon, the priesthood. They were they were the the cabal at the time. Okay, I do have a, a. I was looking through this, and some of them are saying that, you know, I was right that it's Akhenaten's father. I mean, Tut's father is Akhenaten. But now this this statement from Wikipedia. Genetic testing has determined that the man buried in KV55 was King Tut's father, but its identification as Akhenaten has since been questioned. Um, So apparently there is, um, is some contention about that. Very interesting. Well, I always knew him as being a brother of Akhenaten, not the son. So I I don't know, you know, I don't I don't know why what's no I I know he wasn't the brother. He was definitely a son of somebody, but maybe not Akhenaten. I don't the, know. The important <laughs> the important is that he was he was agreeable to the priesthood. That's, who, who, that's was what a, who was agreeable? Them, but, King Tut. Tutankhamun. Tutankhamun. Yeah. He was he was agreeable to the so they they let him take power. Because he he was feeding and supporting and maintaining, I mean, look at uh, so much so was the desire of of, uh, of Akhenaten to get the people from out from under, is he moved the capital the capital of Egypt at the time, I, I don't remember if it was Memphis, but he actually had a city built, Tel El Amarna. Uh, they have found the ruins, so I know it existed. Uh, he moved the, the capital to to Tel Al Amarna, and that was that was the, the new capital of Egypt at the time, because they wanted to get out. They they wanted to get out from the under the cabal for so much that they they even built a new city, so as not to have the uh, you know the priesthood uh, overlooking your shoulder all the time. But it didn't work. Yeah, I saw a, a program where they were talking about the destruction of Akhenaten's uh, images of the city. That the city was built, yeah. you know, and he, he destroyed a lot of people's lives apparently building it and building it as quickly as they did. But then King Tut took and, and destroyed the city. At least it was under his, his reign, so to speak. So, um, yeah. Interesting. Oh, here's a National Geographic. King Tut, Queen Nefertiti, and their incestuous incestuous family. That sounds like a good one. (laughs) How did we get on that subject? Last thing I remember talking about was free will. Because you were reading reading, uh, the text in 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 the chat. Oh, right, right. Thank you. God. See, I can't read that chat and talk on the radio at the same time. Uh, oh, that's right. Thank you, Walt. <laughs> and he's the person that had some change to his brain. I, I have no excuse whatsoever. He's brilliant, and I'm like, ah, what happened? Where did he go? Oh, Lordy. So, Dolly, are you still with us? Yep. What are you thinking? She zoned out. Mm-hmm. We were talking history. <laughs> yeah, I did. I zoned out. I was, I was 
for the first we were talking time about you. today, I was relaxing comfortably because you guys' voices were going on and the chat people are there giving me energies. I'm not stealing it, just whatever energy slough off them. And I was just in we a little heaven of my earlier. own. Well, I know it had to be good. Well, we were wondering about the that statement that you made on the of something wonderful happening, but we didn't know what. Yeah. Did you find the, out what? No, that's what I w oh. we were wondering because <laughs> this, this this gentleman who writes from Canada, he he felt that something significant was going to happen on the 22nd, which was a full moon, and I asked with the pendulum, and I got yes, but. There are no details. Okay, what is this wonderful thing that supposedly happened? So, well, if you stop, uh, is correct. Trump was reinitiated as president of the United States. Oh yeah, on the twenty second. Put a date on it. Twenty second, oh. and that's when you that, were talking about it. Something yeah, wonderful. that would be significant. He already was. He had never left, so. Was it wonderful enough to justify the popcorn eaters having such a big show? I don't know. I don't know. All I You're know is to make a I felt variant. it. <laughs> and it, it was wonderful, and I can't say it any other way. It truly was freaking wonderful. Well, earlier I, today, I was talking with Walt, and well, because I said to him, let's talk about this on the on the radio. But you were saying that you're feeling waves of energy that are sometimes fearful and sometimes um, depressing. You want to you yep. want to share that to with us? Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I've been experiencing for I guess for two days now since no or more than two days because I've been experiencing this since Saturday. Is that you wake up and you feel fear or if you don't feel fear you feel depressed so you get these alternating waves either very depressing or you feel fearful and you start and I start asking myself okay why am I experiencing fear what what's missing or what's happening and there's nothing uh immediately coming at me okay I'm fearful because of this no or I'm depressed because of that no and so I ask with the pendulum, and uh, if I keep asking if it's a personal, no. Am I being attacked by a third party? No. Uh, are there entities? No. So the only, the only time I get a yes is, is this coming from the human collective? Yes. So I keep getting that these waves of fear and depression are coming from the collective. Uh, I guess it's an indicator that people have had enough. Well, you, you, you're surrounded with a country that's full of veterans that fought in Afghanistan. And there's the people that are veterans are talking to people and saying, look it, reach out to the veterans because they're having a terrible time about this. Because what's happening is the people, and, and you know, I don't ever remember anybody talking bad about the Afghanistan people. The experiences that the peop that our soldiers and our 
you know, reporters and stuff had in interacting with these people is that they really like them. They're really good people. And some of those people are in absolute incredible danger because they help the Americans. So we promised, or the, you know, the, I'm sure that every soldier there promised the people like the translators, you know, don't worry, we'll get you out. We won't leave you because that's the motto of, of the military. Don't leave anybody behind. And now with nothing that they could have done about it, the, they, their, their promises are being broken. So we don't have a clue, Walt, as to how many thousands of Americans are trapped behind the Taliban lines. Never, well, because we can't trust what the Biden administration is saying. And they're saying, oh, we got 75,000 people out, and we'll get them all out before the 31st of this month. And, uh, you know, everything's going well. And yet you have people coming out saying, I'm talking to a guy who is in, you know, the behind the lines trapped who has already seen you know this terrible thing and that terrible thing and it, so you're getting two really conflicting stories as to what's happening over there but the amount of fear that the people in that country are feeling right now and because everybody's focused on it is one thing but here in in America how many tens of thousands of veterans are feeling what you were feeling fear depression um you know just awfulness so well but the thing the thing that again the the knowledge is power and they love to keep people in the dark because that's their power don't let anybody find out what's going what's really going on behind the curtain uh for example somebody when i was told the story of vietnam because i asked the question okay Vietnam's over here, the United States over here. Why are there U.S. forces in Vietnam? Um, I ask someone, you know, you, you've studied history. What is, the, what is this? And, and it was explained to me that the, the Americans were there in defense of French interests. It was the French who were in power in Vietnam, and they were there defending the French interest. So... On the on the surface, they said, "Oh, we're here to defend uh, the people of Vietnam from communism." And instead, what they did, they cemented communism because the people wanted to be free of France, and the communists did gave them that they were liberated from French rule because the communists came in and they kicked them out. I mean, that's the way it was explained to me. So then when I look at Afghanistan, okay, the U.S. is way over here and Afghanistan is way over here. How is Afghanistan threatening the U.S., a country that's halfway around the world? Big question. Would there be American forces doing anything in this country if, if this country were not the number one source of heroin on the planet? I don't know. That's an, I think it's a question worth, worth asking. Would anybody move a finger for the country of Afghanistan if you couldn't get anything out of it? Not oil, no diamonds, no heroin. Would you even care that there are human beings there? Okay, two things. First off, Vietnam. Mm. 
Yes, the French, uh, Vietnam was a colony of France. The French did get kind of thrown out because of the communist revolution, okay, in that country. Mm -hmm. But that was not the main, it's, it's different ways of looking at history. Some people will look at the social changes, the political changes, and I'm one of those that look at the economic changes. What was really at threat against America was the fact that the rubber plantations were all in Vietnam. If they mm. lost their ability to have the French taking care of the rubber plantations and it fell to the Vietnamese, they weren't sure of their supply of the rubber plantations. So I always mm. felt, because I'm an economic historian, that that weighed in more than, you know, trying to help the French out. I don't think that would be the motivation. They had to have some economic reason for it. Plus, they make a lot of money do doing wars. <laughs> <laughs> as far as, as uh, Afghanistan, the reason that was given to go in there was to get bin Laden and to stop Afghanistan from being a center of terrorism that could then, you know, hit America. And they wanted to break up the terrorist groups, the Taliban, ISIS. And, and Taliban, ISIS, and uh, Antifa. Antifa? Yeah. No, yeah. Who's the guys over here? I think it's Antifa. But the, they, they, they're, 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 they're a funny organization because they kind of agree on a set number of um, things, like, you know, hate America. But they also hate each other. <laughs> so I've been I've been listening to this while this you know all this stuff was going on. So you have a lot of very squirrely kind of. It's not a really good organization. And in in the Taliban, the Taliban itself, the there is no Taliban Taliban organization as such. It's a bunch of little tribal leaders with their little tribes coming together again for the same purpose. We hate America. You know, they used to hate the Russians, now they hate America. So what, what you've got is that the organization is not really under control. And that that's the people that know about Afghanistan are pointing to the fact that you're making agreements with the Taliban leaders, but they don't have control over the rest of the tribes. They don't have, and the tribes don't really have control over their own soldiers. So you can say, well, the Taliban said that we get free passage through the streets to the airport, and the people on the grounds will say, you're an American, boom. You know, so it, it's like, that's a no-win situation. Why you want to be there, why you never wanted to leave like that, and, and I didn't even like the way that Trump was talking about leaving, is because it's in, it's in espionage... Uh, is a place that you can watch that area. They have taken out all the Americans. They have also taken out our intelligence capability in the area. So we don't know what the hell is happening over there. I'm mean, just talking military and intelligence. So the best thing to do is to have had a... I mean, we've been in... How long have we been in South, uh, South Korea? How long have we been in Japan? You know? A long time, much longer than this. We've had our presence there. So they shouldn't have left just pulling up 
without having a, 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 a posture there. Like, keep the military base open. We're going to sit here and we're going to watch you and we're going to watch the, you know, using our intelligence to watch this area. And you either live with it or don't. But they didn't do that. They just up and put the got the soldiers out. And they got the soldiers out because they didn't want soldiers dying. Oh, so you left the civilians. <laughs> okay, that works. You know, so it is, it's a terrible, it's a terrible mess. But like I'm saying, maybe that's what you're feeling, is this up and down of real, real intense emotions. Because when you're a soldier and you've been in combat, you're never going to be the same person, ever. You have experienced emotions that nobody wants to experience. You have seen things that nobody wants to see. You know the depravity of what war is and how a soldier has to go from being a rather, you know, average guy into somebody that's a trained killer. You change these people. And because they're changed in a fundamental way, they can have some really intense emotional energy boiling up inside them and I say this with knowledge because I was in the military during Vietnam but my job prevented me from even leaving the country I couldn't even leave the country never mind go to Vietnam but an awful lot of soldiers that came out of there kind of told me their stories hold on I have something to say Well, say it, Dolly. I'm choking. Oh, oh. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know if you were done. Okay, back to something wonderful, and you having nightmares and and waking up afraid. I think that's what you said, Walt. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to get a hold of your own feelings. You you have to learn to separate your feelings from others creeping in on you, on your little world bubble. Um, so do what you did. Uh, ask, are these mine? Do these belong to me? And just say, okay, go away and don't come back again. I don't mm-hmm. accept you. Um, another thing That they want you to buy into the 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 evil, the the bad wants you to buy into everyone else's spirit. So you start adding your your bad stuff into their bad stuff, and then they stir the pot. So don't add to it. Refuse it. Just get away from me. Don't come back. I refuse to accept you. Mm-hmm. And mean it. You have to mean it. Because as soon as you backslide, you're going to have that miserableness in your life. But if it takes you a hundred times to get rid of it, do it a hundred times. If it takes two, do it two. If it takes 500, do it however many times you need to, to get Mm -hmm. free from the evil part of what's going on in this freaking world now. So that you can join the good forces. Your energies can join the good forces. Um, and, and you'll be sending out 
good energies. Be be a strong energy person. It doesn't matter what kind of good energy uh, that you make strong. Just do it as much as you can. Oh, there was something else that you guys were talking about. I can't think of it. I'm not afraid. I I know those aren't my fears. I know, I know something wonderful happened. I don't know what it is specifically. I'm trusting what I feel because I was told it by my posse. And it made the popcorn eaters giddy and partying around because I had come to that place where I completely accepted it. And that made them so, the popcorn group so happy. And of course it made the uh, posse happy too. Um, And we have to take power. We have to take our power. I'm not just wording it. I mean it. Feel your power. Take take time and feel you. Feel your power that you have and take charge of it. Don't let anyone have it. And if you feel them trying to come in and steal your power, order them away from you. Get out. Don't you come back again. I do not accept you. And And it works. Worked for me. Um, I just, I wish I could, I wish I could get everybody to know this, uh, to feel it, to live it, because the sooner we, we can get more and more and more people to do this, the sooner we can take charge of ourselves and, and help each other and not experience the bad things that we uh, allow to happen in our lives to, to s- sneak in and try to cause us the fear and and the not knowingness and fear that. That's the worst thing in the world anyone can fear is the not knowing. Because you won't know until you know. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime... Don't let that fear build and build and build. Let go of it. Give it to God. Let go of it. It will. I tell you, I tell you guys this all the time, and I'm serious. I cannot live without my angels. God has assigned us angels. I talk to God all day. I talk to the angels all day. Whenever I think of something, I talk to whichever it pertains to. Uh, and it helps me through the day. I couldn't live without them. Uh, I just couldn't because the angels are just waiting for us to say, please, I need help with this issue. Thank you. Or thank you for helping with this issue. Thank you. Watch how you word it. I know you harp on the words a lot. Well, I've been paying attention to what you say. Watch how you say your words. I've been trying to do that more and more and more every day. So, um, really, don't don't buy into the evil part. 
it is a battle between good and evil. Choose for yourselves, choose the good, and work on keeping the good surrounding you and get rid of the evil. Don't send it away. And and that was important for me to say because the posse's here and Dave's here today. Uh, and they want they want you all to try your best to do this stuff. And I think I said everything I was intended to say. Is that right? Well, no, you're, I don't think you can say it enough. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It has to be said every time. Yes. Well, Lest we <clears throat> forget. Another um, good sign is on uh, say what we were talking. Jan Shaw was on with us, and she was talking about the Trump rally on Saturday night, and it was held in um, Alabama, and it was held in like it had to have been. I don't think it was an airport, but it was like maybe a a park or something because you had this audience that went back as far as you can see until there was a body of water like a lake. And I've been in a crowd of a million people on the 200th anniversary of the, this country at the mall in Washington. And so I have a sense of what a million people looks like in a confined area. And I'll, I'll tell you, there was at least 50,000 people there, at least and it was delayed by an hour because of a rainstorm. And again, these people got rained on and never left. And the, there was some really strange kind of, well, that's interesting. Um, one, I don't know if he was a senator or, or a House uh, member, but they got up there and they're doing their spiel, you know. And all of a sudden he's like, People talk about 22. They talk about 24. No, we've got to bring the president back in 21 because we won't have 22 unless the president comes back. He said that. And then what was the other one that was just like, wow, I can't believe that guy just said, oh, yeah, they, they kept, re first off, they kept, re I mean, he was the president, the president, the president. And when Trump got on, um, he was on Hannity. And Hannity blatantly asked him, "Are you going to run in 24?" And he said, "I don't, I don't." He says, "I can't legally say anything." So obviously, you know, the man is. Why did they have this rally? Well, I suppose they had it for the reasons they cited. It was a, you know, a rally for the Republican Party and the Republicans that he's endorsed. But it more felt to me like no. This is a rally to bring Trump back. And I'm if it's not if it's not already happened, it's got to happen because we can't let this go much further. This has gone really bananas. Uh so we'll see. When I was listening to Biden today, I I was he was saying certain things, and he was um, taking more of a militant attitude towards the Taliban. You will do this. We will do this. And I almost felt like that wasn't the stumbling, bumbling Biden I normally see. 
and I wondered as as before. Well, I had talked to. Did I talk to you before that? Maybe I did. Maybe I had it in my mind. Did Trump actually take over? Is he the one? Tell is he the one writing the the you know the notes for Joe Biden now? So I saw something different than the people in on the five on Fox Five. The the reporters there, they all he's lying, because it wasn't the same presentation that they were used to. But having seen, you know, the concept of of Trump may still be behind the scenes, I'm going like, hmm, maybe, maybe, maybe. So. Well, when's the last time you saw Jill Biden? Well, I'm the one that said that. I hadn't seen her well, since she got off of the... When, when they went to Europe, she was beside him every time you... Up until that point, every time you saw him, she was there. And then all of a sudden, one day not too long ago, I said, where's, where's Jill Biden? He's always by himself now. I never see her. And so Jan looked it up, and supposedly she was in Hawaii and stepped on something on the beach and cut her foot. So now she's got to wear a boot... And we know what the boot normally hides is a, is a monitoring device. <laughs> but and um, I've heard this from several people. Uh, what we just were talking about. And Joe also seems to have uh, one of those ankle bracelets. Really? Yes. Uh, so. That might make things a little different, too, because it makes me think, well, okay, Jill and Joe have been seen with these ankle bracelets, and uh, to me, Biden has been a little bit different than the bumbling, stumbling asshole they had before. (laughs) Um, So... I was wondering, are they really under arrest and they are now officially being told, this is what you will say and this is how you will act and react? I don't know, but it it makes me wonder. It, it, yeah. I mean, that's all we can do is kind of wonder. Wonder what that means. Wonder what this yeah. means. Yeah. But at least... And like. Nancy Drew has been saying, uh, oh, I'm sorry it left my head. Uh, it's gone. Forget it. Well, she, they, they, they seem to have cleaned. Oh, did you hear about that, Walt? Nancy Drew goes what? into the city, and you know who we're talking mm-hmm. about. And so she goes into the city, and there's water pouring out of the manhole covers, like flooding the entire streets and, and surrounding areas. And what, what the whole he, this, there was a series down the road that had the manhole covers not only on but had sand on top of them. But she finds this one that's sort of like at the end of the manhole covers, and it was pulled aside so it was like about a third open, and there's water pouring out of this, and then it stopped, and so she goes on over there and she's you know really close to it when all of a sudden it started up again and there was a big whoosh noise and she started screaming it was very funny but um yeah they're blowing out the uh the underground tunnels in in the dc area with water now 
Uh, sounds like a giant cleansing, doesn't it? Yep. I wondered if they were going to put baking soda and vinegar in it. <laughs> so, Sage. Yeah. And I looked at it today at Nancy Drew, and they're they're doing more uh, more work on the west side, west wing side. Uh, Nancy was reporting on that. Nancy Drew. Well, there's something happening. That's all I know is that it doesn't. Is I mean, I remember when she was she was saying. Biden is supposedly at this this event at the White House. She said, do you see anybody here? And she's outside the White House, and there's nobody. So, I mean, I don't know. She was anyway. saying that again today. There's nobody here. Right. Okay, we're in the last uh, minute here. You guys want to say goodnight? Goodnight, y'all. Thank you for coming. Thank you for listening. And we'll be talking to you next time. Yep. Good good night everybody. Thank you for being here tonight. And we like your new uh your new, your new, your new mic. <laughs> uh, be safe everybody. We'll talk to you next time. Teaching, preaching, the You have been listening to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for listening. Choose your